being a guest on a podcast is the easiest, fastest way to get free marketing, free PR. You will be able to touch so many additional lives and reach so many more people than you ever could have done on your own using your own platform. But with that, there are some nuances because podcast hosts put so much time, so much energy into their passion pod project, their podcast. I know I can speak for myself that I love, love, love to have guests, but there are certain things that can really get on a host's nerves if people don't follow podcast etiquette. So today's guest is Michelle Glogovec, and she is the podcast matchmaker, producer, PR agent, and host of the My Simplified Life podcast. After an 18-year career in corporate aviation, Michelle discovered her love of all things podcasting. She works with entrepreneurs and business owners to niche down, grow their businesses, and visibility while ensuring their message reaches the masses. Michelle is a natural relationship maker, which is why her passion of helping experts be interviewed on podcasts so, is so successful. Michelle is a wife, mom of two, stepmom of two, and a fur mom. She has her BA and MS in law. She resides in the Bay Area and loves to share what her favorite wines are. So we dove really deep into how to pitch to be a podcast guest, as well as what the etiquette is once you are a podcast guest and after you've been a podcast guest. So I hope you will enjoy this episode, but also take notes and really dive into thinking about being a guest on other podcasts, because I think you're going to really grow your audience, have more, more warm leads and get more clients. The more you expose yourself, the more visibility you have, and who knows, the opportunities are endless. Hello friends, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Michelle Glogovac, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Robin. We met because you have this incredible expertise to pitch podcast guests to podcast hosts. And so we met, I don't know, you pitched a couple of people, a few people to me, and they've been amazing guests. And so for me, I value your expertise in the podcast industry, and I am super, super thrilled today to be able to share with my listeners 
all of your expertise as far as how they can become a podcast guest and then what the etiquette is around that. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. I more than appreciate that. And it's been a pleasure working with you and, and getting to send you some of my clients as well. Um, I'm excited to, to chat with you about some podcast guest etiquette. I think it's something important that a lot of people don't recognize or realize that there is actually a proper etiquette to being a guest on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with you telling the listeners a little bit about you. I love your backstory. And when you first pitched to me, you were like, I'm in my second phase too. And I loved your story. So let's share that with the listeners. Perfect. So I'm Michelle Glogovac. I am the CEO and founder of the MSL Collective and the host of the My Simplified Life podcast. And my first phase was actually an 18-year career in corporate aviation that I completely fell into because I needed a part-time job in college and I didn't have a car. I could walk to the airport. So it was out of convenience. And when I graduated, I got a salary and benefits and didn't have to move home. And that was a very big perk for me <laughs> because I had a lot of friends moving back home and I wanted nothing to do with that. I wanted to remain independent. And from there, I just continued my career. I landed with a Fortune 100 company and in sales, they moved me around the country. I lived in Los Angeles and Houston, Chicago, all with the premise that eventually I'd come back to California. And I did. And that's when I met and married my husband. But I had this career where I got to work with celebrities and CEOs and Fortune 500 companies, which was very cool because I met some of these people as well, not just, you know, emailed with them. But in April of 2018, I was laid off and decided at that point, my husband's also in corporate aviation. We have two little kids that are a year apart. And I said, I'm done traveling at the same time. He's traveling, juggling schedules, bringing a nanny, bringing the kids. What is it that I can do for myself? And at that time, I had never even listened to a podcast. I did not know that the purple button existed on my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it amazes me how many people still don't know that. Yeah, I, I've done a blog article on it because I thought it was so important. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and a girlfriend of mine who was from my birthing class added me to a Facebook group of a business and life coach who was launching her podcast. And this is going into like August, September 2018. And I listened to it and she talked about finding your purpose and your passion. And I was dabbling in all kinds of things at that time, social media, event planning, because I knew these things, I was good at them, but they weren't anything that really made me excited to jump out of bed in the morning. And as I listened to her and was like, oh, she's great. This is fantastic. You know, we all have a purpose in life. What is it though? We got to find it. She actually approached me to start pitching her to podcasts because she knew I loved her content. I understood it. And that was the beginning of my now agency um, and, and just diving into the podcast world. I've fallen in love with it. I think it's important to spread people's messages and stories to the masses and for it to be a free platform is just utterly amazing to me. Oh my gosh, there's so much power in it, right? I mean, you could yeah. learn anything. You could literally change your life every single day if you wanted to just by listening to podcasts. Yes, and it's a great way that people 
understand they're not alone. You know, when a host gets vulnerable or a guest gets vulnerable and just shares their story and it resonates with so many other people going, oh yeah, me too. You know, I'm not the only one who's going through whatever, wanting to do a career change, you know, having kids and I want to launch a business, not knowing what to do. It's, it's so relatable. It's, it's a wonderful way to connect with people and, you know, in the virtual world that we live in. Yeah, absolutely. And they are a lot of work, but at the same time, they're very rewarding. And it doesn't matter if you can consider that reward from the guest perspective, you know, being a guest is incredibly rewarding. But when you're a host and you have a guest that's touching your listeners' lives, that's rewarding. Like it, it really crosses over both sides. And just as absolutely. a listener, it can be rewarding because you have that validation that, like you said, you're not alone. Yeah. And I tell all of my clients, whether they have a podcast or they're guesting that you could change one life and for you to have a life in which you have changed someone else's, that's as rewarding as anything. You know, it, it really doesn't get beyond that to have an impact on one person's life. And here on a podcast, you can be so many more than just one yeah. that it's truly incredible and a gift. Yeah. And I like how you say that every single person has a unique story and that story should be shared and podcasting is such a great way to do that yeah i whether it's your story or what you do with the tips and tools you know i i'm a big fan of saying that it doesn't matter if you do the same thing as someone else you know there's other pr people out there there's other podcast producers out there but we all have a unique way of doing what we do and it's in recognizing that in the story that you tell that makes you stand out. And it's what connects you to these other people that need to hear from you. Yeah, I say that a lot. Comparison and competition are words that really shouldn't be in our vocabulary unless they're fueling us to do something better or to take action on something. Because the, the reality is we're here and we each have unique gifts, unique talents that, talents that are meant to serve unique individuals who need us specifically. And I really believe that personalities are, and, and that's why personal branding is so important because you really have a gift that you can use by, by sharing your personality and connecting with those people that are really meant specifically for you. And they're just waiting to find you to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about competition and I, I'm a big fan of actually working with my competitors, other PR people in the industry. I have one who we have happy hour Zoom calls to just chat about, you know, what's working for you. Here's what's working for me. And, you know, we go back and forth and we'll share each other. We'll share screens. You know, it's yeah. we're open about it because we can work together and go, hey, I know this person. Oh, I know this person. And, you know, it's more of a collaboration than anything. We know we have our strengths. We know where our weaknesses are. And it's just, it's important to me to work with other people, no matter if they're in the same industry as you or not. Yeah. Well, collaboration is key, right? It, yeah. it just makes you stronger and better when you're able to collaborate with like-minded people. And I think it's really important to open those doors because if you, especially in your industry, but really any industry, if you have if you have a podcast that you found that maybe this other person hasn't found that podcast, but she has great clients that would, would benefit this other podcast host that you know is looking for content, it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into some of the nitty gritty. <laughs> 
Um, so the first, if you, let's talk all about being a guest on a podcast. So it starts with pitching yourself, whether yeah. you have someone in your back pocket, like you who can pitch for you, or you're going to pitch yourself. What are some of those key factors that people should consider when they're thinking about finding a podcast to be a guest on? Well, first, I think you need to start with yourself and what is it that you're an expert on? And you really need to get specific on the topics. I use um, oftentimes an example of a mac and cheese recipe that say you know how to bake some great mac and cheese, but you're not going to pitch that I know the topic of how to bake a macaroni and cheese dish. You're going to say that I know the quickest way to the creamiest macaroni and cheese that you can do tonight for dinner, you know, by five o'clock. To get really specific on what it is that you're an expert on is one of the key things to make you stand out. Um, and then from there, you know, knowing who your ideal client and audience are, who is it that you want to target? Because that's how you're going to find the podcast that you want to be on. And last, don't make it about yourself. Because as much as you want to believe that this is all about how I'm going to be on the podcast and I'm going to speak on this because I'm the expert. It's all about what you bring to the host and their audience. What are you going to teach them? What's their takeaway? And it truly has to be about the host and their audience, not about you. So even though you're pitching a topic that you're an expert on, what is it going to do for the host and their audience? And that's something that's really key to remember that a lot of people forget. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I get a lot of requests. And one of the questions that I ask on my application is, have you listened to the podcast? And I think that's a really important thing because if you haven't listened to the podcast, how do you know who their audience is or the type of content their audience is looking for? Yeah. I, I get pitches myself for my podcast and some of them are quite frankly laughable and make me kind of cringe because there are people out there paying people to pitch them. And it just makes me cringe when I'm like, you don't even know what my show is about. Your guest has nothing to do with what, you know, I, I produce for content. Um, so it's really important that the two connect each other. And so for every podcast I pitch to, I listen to an episode or two. I research the podcast. I research the host. I make sure that it's, it's actually a good fit, you know, make sure that it's a current podcast because Apple doesn't get rid of the old ones. That's right. Um, make sure they take guests because if they have a bunch of seven minute episodes, chances are those aren't guest interviews. Right. So, you know, you, you look silly if you're pitching yourself to someone who doesn't even take guests. That's just the reality of it. Um, but to make sure that those are things you're looking at and looking for and, and that you relate yourself to the podcast. You know, what is it that you connect with? And in a lot of my pitches, I'm either connecting my client and this is, you know, this episode reminded me of my client and this is why and, and how the two work together. Or as you mentioned that I said, I'm in my second phase too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to realize and recognize that, yeah, I'm listening to the podcasts that I'm pitching to. And sometimes I'm relating myself to them because I understand. And so I get where you're coming from. And this is why my client's going to be a good fit because I also am my client's number one fan. That's part of what I do because I sit down and I listen to their stories and strategize with them. And I want to understand them. Why are you the expert in what you're an expert in? 
because I'm going to be selling you to other Mm -hmm. people. So if I don't believe in you and your story, then I can't sell you. And that's just the truth. Yeah. I love that you do that because I have some people that some agents who have pitched and I'll ask questions. Okay. So help me understand what this person's going to offer my audience because I'm not clear at all from the pitch. And then they drop off. They don't even respond because I think they don't know their clients well enough. So I think that's so, so valuable that you do that. And so anybody listening who wants to be a guest on a podcast, it's really important that you make that connection and really understand what the podcast host is looking for and what their intentions are. And most podcasts, at least if they're, if they're good podcasts, they're going to have a great description on the podcast, read that and find out, you know, why did this person even start this podcast? Where does their passion lie? Why, you know, why is this podcast so important to them? But read that, do the, listen to a couple of episodes. I think those are such great advice. And another thing is to make sure that you don't have to give the host homework. That's what I like to call it. You know, if I get a pitch and there's not a single link in it that I can click, then I'm, I'm really not even reading it. And I've actually replied to people who have pitched me that way and said, look, you gave me so much homework. I don't know who this person is. I don't know their website. I don't know their social media. So when you pitch next time to someone else, include all of this because I don't have time. And it's not that I'm some busy person. I want to sound like I'm someone bigger than I am, but it's not my responsibility to go do extra homework to try to find you when you want to be on my show. And I think that's something that you need to remember when you're pitching that. So you know, there's links to past interviews of my clients that you'll get. You'll get all of their social media handles. You get their website links, all of that include it so that nobody has to do homework or an extra research and they can just click on it because it's hyperlinked. And that's, that's a great point linking us to the etiquette of being a guest. You want to give your host the least amount of work to figure out whether or not you're a good fit for them. Absolutely. Uh, nobody wants to do extra work. You, you know, if you're pitching yourself, then you should provide everything that a host needs. And, you know, that's from social media links to the topics that you can speak on to your headshot and your bio. All of this should be things that are readily available that you can give to the host because you're going to have to give it to them if you land the interview every single time. Mm-hmm. So, and something... Not to interrupt you, but something that I started doing when, when I'm a guest is I created a Dropbox folder. So I have a brief bio, I have multiple headshots in there, and I have a document that has the links to everything that anybody could want to know about me that they might include in their show notes. So that's a really easy thing to do. And then the person, the guest has everything in one place and you just send them that link and they can download whatever they want, whenever they want. And so that's a good idea, I think. And, you know, when you, when you talk about it and, and being a guest, I look at it as whoever the host is, is really doing me a favor. Like it's, it's an honor for me to be accepted as a guest on a podcast that someone cares enough about me and my message and cares enough about their listeners that they want to share my content. So I think more people should look at it that way that, you know, they're doing you a huge favor by letting you be on their show and letting you have that opportunity for free PR, because that's what it is. It's free PR. Yeah, it's getting absolutely. your name out to thousands of people that otherwise would not have known who you were. So I really think that people should have a checklist, which 
we're going to get into because I know you have one um, yes. of, you know, these are the things that you need to do. But most importantly, think about this as an opportunity for you and that the that the host is doing a favor for you so that you can keep in mind that strategic plan to really make it as easy as possible for them. Absolutely. And I create, in addition to a pitch email, each of my clients has a branded pitch kit. That's what I call their one sheet. And that has everything there, including hyperlinks to their social media. So you can read the pitch and that's very, you know, it's uh, personalized to you, the host, but then you can also read everything there is to read about them, their full bio and every single topic that they can speak on. So it's really about making it easy for the host. Mm -hmm. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, I agree 100%. Have you joined the Brand Insider private Facebook group yet? If not, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups slash the Brand Marketing Insider, where we make branding fun. Every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand that stands out and makes an impact. I'd love to see you there. And I know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well. So head on over there and join the Brand Marketing Insider Private Facebook group. So let's get further into the etiquette part, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. So you pitched yourself, you get the yes. How do you prep for an interview? And I think one of the biggest things, there's, there's two big ones that I want to mention. And one is to be on time. It's a meeting just like any other meeting. And it's not acceptable to be a minute or two minutes late, you know, things happen. And, you know, communicate that, but it's not okay to show up 1015 minutes late and to have the host sit there waiting because I've been on that end where mm -hmm. I'm going, hello, okay, what's going on? Mm -hmm it's everything's timed. You know, we, we usually designate an hour for an interview. I know you do as a host, I do as mm -hmm. well. And, you know, things are booking up after that. We have jobs, we have other interviews, we're being interviewed. So it's truly not okay to not show up for 10 to 15 minutes, because now you've just eaten into that time. Mm -hmm. And going along with that would be check the platform that you're recording on beforehand check and see if it's a zoom call versus a Zencaster link, you know, and know what it is. If you don't know what they are, I prep my, my clients to know what Zencaster is, you know, or, yeah. or you know, your zoom is not going to be audio or, or a video. It's audio only. We work on all of this ahead of time, but to not know what platform it is. And then now you're wasting more time because you didn't download the proper software ahead of time if needed and all of this. So do it before, make sure your setup is, is right. And, you know, it's just like if you are in a corporate job and you need to have your WebEx meeting or whatever, you have to prep for it. You don't wait until 30 seconds before the interview or conference call to do this. Mm -hmm. So have that all down and know who you're talking to, know what your topic is and be prepared with any kind of links you're going to share, uh, stories you're going to share. You know, these are all things at the end of the show, you usually get asked, where can people find you? And you should be able to rattle off, these are my social media handles, this is my website, you know, and if you have a freebie, give it. 
Yeah. And then we can go in, we can go into what the freebies do for you too. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to, to talk about that a little bit because this is your opportunity to connect with more clients or potential yeah. clients. You're, you're growing your audience by doing this. So let's find out on the flip side of the interview, who, who listened and who may now be warm leads for you versus cold leads. And how do we do that? Yeah. Well, so first of all, podcasts are one of the best ways to market your business because they allow people to connect with you and hear from you and it makes them want to work with you. You're going to, they either want to work with you or they don't. And it's great to be able to kind of weed out who does and doesn't by just putting your voice on a podcast versus taking cold calls all the time and trying to sell yourself or and your services. So it's a great way to do that. And then often I'm asked, you know, how do I figure out my ROI on, you know, investing in, in podcast bookings? And an easy way is to create a freebie and then do a, a personalized link. Bitly is free, B-I-T dot L-Y. And you can create something that's personalized for each podcast show that you give out. And then you can track it on the back end and see how many clicks did I get? How many downloads? You know, you can create an e email nurture sequence that's specific for that link and you can work from that and you're going to create, like you said, the warm leads to get that return on your investment even quicker than if you didn't. Yeah, that's huge. And even if you don't want to invest or take the time to create a bit.ly link, at least be prepared with some sort of free resource that you can give the audience so they can get a good idea of how much you know and, and the expertise that you have and that you're willing to give things away for free because that's more likely to get them into your, your email list, which is how you're going to ultimately get them to be yeah. even warmer leads and become clients. And it, it, Amy Porterfield is, is one who says, like, if you give away so much free content, it's going to make people say, well, if she gives this away for free, how much is she giving you if you pay her? Right. Because it's going to be exponentially worth so much more. So you need to look at it that way. Don't be afraid to give away free, good content. And it should be good content because that's what people want. And it will make them want to work with you even more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So th those are some of the things to think about when you're pitching and then when you are doing the interview. So then there's the after the interview. Yes. So make sure you thank your host. It, you know, it's just like going to a dinner party. You have brought them something for their audience and now you're going to want to thank them for a great evening. So make sure you send a quick email that says, Hey, you know, thanks so much for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. It was so great chatting with you, something simple, and then share your episode on your social media. It is so important. I can't tell you how many people forget or just don't or I've heard, well, the graphics didn't match my brand. It's not about you. Like how we really need to get into the, this is not about you. It's about the podcast and the host that you were on. So share the graphics. Um, I, I do for my clients, I actually share every Friday, every podcast interview that's gone live for each of my clients. And then on my website, I have it circulating. Where have my clients been? These are all of the different podcasts. So people can see this and that's great for hosts as well, because mm -hmm. then you get some, some visibility as well. So mm -hmm. you want to make it a win-win and you should definitely share your interviews. I can't reiterate that more. 
Yeah, that's a major pet peeve of mine because they'll, you know, I can post it in my, say my Instagram feed and they'll share it in their stories. And you know, the, I, I offer multiple graphics so that one is very simple. It's white with just my, you know, podcast logo at the top and their picture and a phrase. So in, even if people don't want to share it as part of their feed and share it, you know, they can create a cover that's in their brand colors and say something as simple as I was on such and such podcast or put a quote that you had in the podcast and put that on the first graphic and then have the second graphic and which is great, especially for Instagram, because when you do the carousel post and you have multiple mm -hmm. graphics, people stay longer. So you're increasing the likelihood of, of Instagram sharing your post more. So there are so many little ways to, to do that. But if you have, and this is what I always say, and I think you'd probably agree, but if you are truly building a business, you should have a media page on your website, right? For PR purposes. Mm -hmm. And that Absolutely. way, if people want to check out, well, ugh, is this her first ever podcast interview? Mm, I might be a little apprehensive, but if you've been on 10 podcasts, 20 podcasts, list every single one of those out on your media page on your website so people can see that because that gives you credibility and expert shows your expertise and the value that you're putting out that so many people have had you on their shows but it also then helps support the host as well absolutely and in mentioning websites i also want to talk about i was recently asked someone said, you know, we've done some podcast interviews, but we don't feel we're getting as much traction as when we do a Facebook live. Oh, interesting. And they asked for my opinion on what would be better. And so I'll share with you what my answer was with that one, because I think it's really important and pertinent. A Facebook live in a group to me, it's just for that small group. It's not going to go beyond that Facebook group. Whereas a podcast interview you not only have it on multiple podcast platforms, but it's going to probably be, if they're doing show notes on a website, there's going to be graphics on multiple social media platforms. You can do it on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, LinkedIn, you know, there's so Twitter. many Twitter. <laughs> yeah. There's so many more that you can do. And, you know, for myself, I've identified 12 different places that you can repurpose a podcast episode. So that's 12 different platforms. YouTube is another one mm -hmm. that you can have this and it's going to remain evergreen because people aren't just taking it off. Yes. So that is why a podcast interview is so much more beneficial than just simply doing a Facebook group live. Yes, yes you might have more immediate success on a Facebook group live, but your podcast interview is going to live forever and it's going to reach more people essentially in the end. Yeah, 100%. And if you think about it too, for SEO purposes, your website is backlinked on another website forever. Yeah. In those show notes. Cause I know for me, I, I'll put a blog post up and I make sure that blog post is 100% SEO green. You know, it is ready to go for SEO. So people are gonna always, you know, five years down the road, people are gonna be able to find that. Exactly. Versus a Facebook live is going to drop off. Yes. And yeah. people outside the group aren't going to ever see it. So right. yeah. Yeah. Because there's, you there's can't share much that. more visibility. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. There's yeah, so much it came up and, and the light bulbs came off with that one. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> flash, flash, flash. <laughs> so Michelle, do you have any other tips for app for being a guest? Um, 
you know, things that people could do ahead of time, during, after that we haven't touched on? Well, I think we touched on, you know, remembering not to make it about yourself in the pitch, mm -hmm. but when you're on the interview, you need to remember not to make it about yourself as well. It's not time for you to do a commercial or a sales, you know, pitch as to what you do or who you are. You know, if you have a book coming out, unless the interview is about your book, you're not there to pitch your book. You know, you're, you're there to pitch your story and your expertise and to, to be relatable. So it's just so important. I can't reiterate enough, obviously, that this isn't about you. It's about what you're bringing and what you can teach other people. So whether it's in the pitch or it's even in the interview or after the interview, when you're sharing the episode, it's not about you. Yeah. That, that would be my biggest tip in all of it, because the more that you can make it about other people, the better it's going to turn out. Mm -hmm. It's just like the whole analogy with the free content, the more you give away, the more you're going to receive because people are going to expect that you're going to offer more if they pay you. And it's the Absolutely. same, it's the same concept. Yeah. Just be there to serve. And as people see you there to serve and to give, the more likely they are to come back to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such great tips. I'm so glad we had this conversation. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having so many of my clients on. It's, it's been great to hear them all. Yeah. They, well, they've been fantastic interviews. So Michelle, how can, I know you have something to give to the I audience. Do, of course. Of course. You're of take course. Your own advice. <laughs> so let's share that Bitly link and then also where they can find you. Yeah. So I've put together a guest best practices checklist and it is bit.ly backslash second phase guest. And you can download the checklist from there. Uh, you can find me at the mslcollective.com. And on my website, I also have more free resources on pitching best practices, podcast launching, Pinterest for your podcast. So there's all kinds of things there as well. And um, I would love to have you join me on My Simplified Life, my podcast. It airs every Tuesday. And we've got all kinds of guests who have gone through career switches. So they're basically in their second phase as well. And they're all offering the tips and tools that they've learned in their, their new careers to help others who are launching their businesses too. That's awesome. We have very similar audiences. Yes. <laughs> so thanks, Michelle. Thank you. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, the brand marketing insider. Please spread the word about the second phase podcast until next time. Remember to smile.